Hello Visioneers and welcome to Small Business Celebration. Now, normally I have a really bad dad joke to kick off the episode, but we're starting a brand new series with this episode called Springtime from COVID. And for a lot of business owners, it truly is springtime. And to kick off this episode of the brand new series, our guest, well, her business truly is the Bella of the Ball. This is Small Business Celebration. Join us as we learn from successful business owners and successful business leaders about who they are, from where their business has grown, what they have learned, and where their successful business is going. I'm your host, Michael I. Roberts, and we're gonna learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and our guest this week is Heather Abbott, the owner of Bella. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for having me. And for visionaries who don't know who you are, who are you, and what is it that you do? I'm Heather Abbott. I own Bella. We are a women's clothing, shoes, and accessories boutique. The store is open, so if you hear customers in the background, you hear employees helping customers and conversation going on, that's okay because we, the business is open while we're recording this particular conversation. Now, we are starting a brand new series called Spring from COVID, and what better than to come here to Bella with women's spring fashion to talk about spring from COVID. Yay! <laughs> now, you have to tell us what kinds of things are in fashion for the lady entrepreneur or the business executive who wants to kick the shoes off and relax. Well, I think this season it's really exciting because we are kind of springing off of that stay at home thing. I mean, mm. some people are still working from home, right. but people are getting out there. They're going to events again. They are going into the office again, maybe. So I've noticed a shift for sure. Um, people are wanting dressier things again, mm. which feels so good, especially to be in this industry. And it's, <laughs> it's just fun. and bringing forward out of that like COVID slump kind of thing. It's nice. The sweatpants have gone back into the closet. <laughs> yes, yeah. What are kind of some of the fashions that you're seeing? What's, what's chic, what's hip, what's in? What are the trends right now that are really singing out to you? We're seeing a lot of midi dresses, okay. which is that length that kind of hits um, not quite to the floor, but not a mini dress. So mm. that's a great style. Um, a lot of different ages can wear it. Uh, we're doing really well with midi dresses and dresses in general, um, a little bit of everything across the board. I think that people haven't, women haven't worn dresses as much over the last year. And so they are wanting a new dress for an event or to kind of head back to work. It's a great thing, really. Um, always this time of year in Bakersfield, it's hot. So we do really well with shorts, <laughs> cute denim shorts, um, other kinds of shorts, and always tops, floral prints. There's a lot of really pretty florals, um, which is so nice and festive. And we love flowers around here, so we're excited about that. <laughs> One of the things about this is you own the business, and you did not open the business. You, you bought the business from somebody else. Very briefly, give us a summary on how you got involved with Bella and the fact that you moved from one location to another. My former business partner, Heidi Nicole, opened Bella in 1999. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I loved the vibe. I liked, 
I, I liked retail in general from mm -hmm. my previous job, but sure. I loved the small business feel. I liked that we knew almost everyone's name that came in the store and just the the brands that we were able to carry. And you know, we would contact the customers um, and knew them very well, their sizes, their preferences. I liked the vibe. Um, I did end up going away to college for a couple of years um, over at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. And um, during that time, I would kind of come back and forth and still work at Bella uh, during the holidays and summer. But I ended up graduating and Heidi, the former owner of Bella, needed a manager at the time for her store. Her business was growing and she wanted a manager and kind of an assistant buyer to help with the buying and the store. And so I was super excited. That was my job when I graduated. And I worked for Heidi um, as her manager for um, a couple of years. And then in 2007, we became partners. So I bought into her business. She was the majority partner for years and I was the minority partner. And my um, responsibilities kind of grew over that time. And I learned, you know, so many things. I'm still learning. Sure. Uh, yeah, but it was great. And I still like I just obviously got to know the customers even better. And um, being born and raised in Bakersfield, I know a lot of people here anyway. But it was just always a great fit for me to be in this world. And then um, in 2018, I ended up buying out her shares completely. So I am the sole owner now and have been since then. There are two very important elements to Heather's story. The first one being that if you're a business owner that is looking to retire, make sure you find an able-bodied person like Heather to come along, you can train them and have them buy you out. The second, the second point that is invaluable to Heather's story is that if you are interested in owning your own business, you do not have to open a business fresh anew on your own. You can come in and buy a business that's already existing with an existing clientele. Now, here's the big question, and this is one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to Heather today. This is a woman that is prolific on Instagram, and we're gonna get into more details on how she does so well on Instagram and uses Instagram to bring customers through her door. You moved, Bella, from the marketplace to the village here, and for a lot of retailers, moving is a major consideration because so many customers become very regular. They become very dependent on, uh, Bella's always been there and I'll just swing by there on my way to another store or whatnot. So you moving can cause a lot of damage to your business because that normality is gone. What did you do? First of all, why did you move and how have you been able to, has your business grown since then? It's a really good, relevant topic. Um, I had thought about it a lot beforehand. I knew my lease was just naturally up at the end of 2020 at the marketplace. Mm -hmm. COVID, no COVID, I had to make a decision. Right. Do I stay, do I move? And so over, I mean, all the time, but heavily over the last year before my lease was up, I, I evaluated the different benefits and disadvantages to moving. Scary because Bella had always been at the marketplace for 21 years. So right. our customers were used to going there and you worry, like you just said, if we move, are they going to move with us? Is, are we still in their path? Um, are, are we going to lose customers? Um, but there's kind of a flip side to look at too. 
if we do move, mm -hmm. could we get more foot traffic? Could we oh. gain customers? Could we touch customers that we didn't touch before? There you go. So there was kind of that little temptation too. And then when COVID hit and I had to close the storefront for two months, right. so literally could not let any customers come through my front door, I kind of shifted to doing um, promoting on Instagram, website, driving around town and doing delivery. And I was able to maintain sales still, right. not anywhere near what I was used to, but I, I so appreciated that following that still shopped with me. And I think that gave me a little more confidence that I could move my location and still be okay. It was worth maybe trying. Well, you proved your customer base. Right, right, good point, yes. And it, it, it really like kind of gave me that extra push. I already had, had to analyze um, you know, the cost of rent is important. If I did move, I knew that I wasn't going to move across town because I feel like that would be way too far of a shift. Sure. And to build a business in one spot, you know, fairly successful business for right. 21 years and then to pick up and move completely to a different place. I knew I didn't want that. I had my eye on town and country for a long time if I was going to move. I like the tenant mix in here. The landlord is very um, locally supportive. Um, we have the only Trader Joe's in town in the center, which is great. And um, we, ha we have added a door between House of Mosley and us, which is super fun and exciting and a great vibe. And it has so far proven to be very successful to move to the center. We have way more foot traffic where we are. Um, it's just going really well. We're getting new customers. I think because things are up and going from how they were a year ago, people are just excited to be out too. And so it was kind of a good like launch of a move the timing kind of worked out really well. What has this landlord done for you that has been exceptional, that has rewarded you for the major shift and the major move to this location? Well, when I was doing my negotiations with this landlord, they really worked with me. I mean, we kind of went back and forth on rent and you know some different perks, but I think that they knew it was kind of a tumultuous year and they wanted to fill a space and they made me feel appreciated. Like they wanted a store like mine. And I mean, that small like thing, feeling that they gave me was like so great and kind of encouraging. Um, and I mean, a landlord can do whatever they want. They own the center, like they can, they can create the vibe. Um, the marketplace like just has a different feel. It's a little more big and corporate feeling. But I feel like for me and my business, this is a much better fit. And talking to the other tenants here, the way that the landlord here handled um, COVID, they were very supportive of their tenants and I already felt that from the beginning. And so it kind of just made my decision that much easier. It's a win-win, really. <laughs> if visioneers want to come check out your new location, how do they find you? We are at Town & Country Village. Our address is 8200 Stockdale Highway, Suite D6. We're right by Trader Joe's, right next to House of Mosley. Um, yeah, come see us. We're open Monday through Friday, 10 to 6, and Saturdays, 10 to 5. And what is your website, social media, all that good stuff? Website is www.shopatbella.com, all spelled out. And then our Instagram is uh, shop.at.bella. And if you enjoy Small Business Celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, and notify and leave a comment. One of the reasons we're here talking with Heather is because of, because of a comment that came from a visioner just like you. And when we come back, Heather is doing something very, very well with Instagram that you don't want to miss when we come right back.
Hi, I'm John Busby with Team Busby, and over the years, many people have asked me, what price ranges do you sell? As you can see at Team Busby, we sell all price ranges, 80,000 to 2 million. It's a seller's market. If you're thinking remotely of selling your home, now's the time to sell it. There's buyers that are on the fence, some of them not even thinking about selling. When I show them the values of today's market, they say, oh my gosh, I should put it on the market now. When you call my team, Team Busby, you get a voice, not a voicemail. 410-SELL, 410-7355. We're here with Heather Abbott, the owner of Bella, and our visitor question comes from Benedict, who asks, we have a retail store, and even though the products do change, how do you keep their presentation such that they constantly look fresh on Instagram? It's a great question. And Instagram is definitely near and dear to my heart. <laughs> so I love it. Right. I really, really love it. Well, what does Instagram do for your business? Instagram's great for my business. Okay. I make sure to be very active on there. Mm. Um, we definitely post just about every item and style that comes in the door we post on there. Our customers are on there a ton and they wanna see what's new. They wanna claim their size. We're mm. a boutique, so we only get maybe four or six of each item. Right. So once those sizes are gone, they're gone. So um, I, I hope that everybody has notifications up for my Instagram <laughs> so they're not missing anything. And if you don't, you'd better. <laughs> Shop.at.fella. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, it's, it's very important. Um, it generates sales for us. Um, not necessarily always where they're actually like clicking on a product and going to our site, but where they DM us, they send us a direct message and hold a size and then come in the store. Or maybe we don't even hear from them on Instagram right. and they show up and say, I saw your unboxing because I do these unboxings where I film myself um, taking the new merchandise out of a box and showing people, people love that. Sure. And they come in from it, even if they maybe don't comment. It's, it's a continual source of leads, basically, to get people in the door. Is this how you're keeping the presentation style fresh? This is definitely part of it. Okay. It's a whole thing. Um, I really believe that what you put on social media needs to be really good content. Mm. Like, you can take a picture of a top or you can take a really good picture of a top. Like there's uh, kind of two different things and I think it's a fine line that, sure. you know, if you're putting the time in to spend on social media, I think you need to make sure it looks good. And going to the question, maybe showing that product in a different way can kind of pique someone's interest that might not have been piqued in the first place. How do you do that? So we get something in, maybe I unbox it first. So there's your first scene of that style. Right. Uh, maybe you like it there, maybe you don't. Mm. Then we kind of usually take a simple picture of it with the price. Mm -hmm. So they're getting a little more information about the product and maybe some people respond better to that. Or maybe they didn't see the other one because it was on the story and they uh -huh. didn't see that story. And then maybe if it makes it this far, if it hasn't sold, we potentially photograph it on a model or my sister-in-law does a lot of modeling for us, which is great. Um, she's adorable. And a lot of people know her in town, which is fun. Um, or, or we show it on a table on a display. And so that product has been featured different times so that hopefully it hits home with someone in some way. Um, we also in the store, um, you know, potentially two little videos and the reels on Instagram are great now. That's kind of a new tool mm -hmm. um, to use as like a creative way to show something. So how are, you, how are you doing that? So 
I have so much fun with this. I, I feel like I could do like 24-7 Instagram if I had the time. I, I, I don't because there's a million other things as part of the business. Right. But it's fun to just kind of, I, I have this creative side of me and it's fun to just kind of try different things. Sure. Like maybe do like a really cute spin in a dress and then, you know, take a cool picture of it with our flower wall that I love that background and kind of put it all together. And then it's fun to just see like how many people view this, how many people like it. I feel like it's important to be consistent on there and um, kind of try different things and do different hashtags and just see what works and hopefully a little bit of it will work at some point. Now Heather is going to kill me for this because we didn't talk about this before we record this. <laughs> Uh-oh. How would you present <laughs> this blouse on Instagram? Putting me on the spot, but I can handle this. I can do this. So we just got in this adorable cap sleeve eyelet embroidered aster top. Uh -huh. Smock detail here. This would be so cute with a high waist pair of jeans. Love this top. Super fluttery sleeves. Super cute. Runs true to size. Let me know if you want me to check your size. The segment that you just did, would this be part of your reels or would this be part of this, your posts? Or how, how would you integrate that into your flow? Good question. That, this, that would be on my story that I would do that. Ah. So the story that's up there for 24 hours, it's kind of like, here it is, maybe me being animated and um, people can kind of see the movement of the top. And I feel like that's really important um, on a, a picture would go like straight onto my Instagram page. Got it. Where I might have this on a model or I might do a little like flat lay with like an outfit, like with some jeans and sandals or something like that. Then I might make my sister-in-law model it and do a little like this, <laughs> sure. a little boomerang or a little something. Sure, yeah, sure. Might be part of a reel or something like that. So it might be shown in different ways. <laughs> Perfect. So while she puts that down, I'm gonna ask her the next question, which is, you came from an entrepreneurial family, did you not? I did. And what was the first thing you sold? The first thing I sold was hole in one punch. What's what the <laughs> hole in one punch? Is that like, you know, juicy fruit out on the golf course or? Good question. So my friends lived on at Sundell Golf Course. Okay. And it was a weekend and we wanted to make some money. Okay. So we went in their kitchen, we made some punch and then we sold it for a dollar a cup to the golfers that were going right by nice. out there. It was a hot day. We made, so, I felt like at the time we made millions. That's how it felt. It was so successful. It was a hot day, hole in one punch. I mean, it's kind of like a, who wouldn't buy hole in one punch sure. when you're golfing, right? right? From some cute kids. It's your own lemonade stand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I did a ton of selling stuff. I remember, um, going to the beach and making jewelry and mm -hmm. selling jewelry along the boardwalk, which was really fun. Right. I sold seashells, like painted seashells. I was always selling stuff. <laughs> now, when you asked me that, I didn't really think about it, but I was always selling stuff. I sold stuff all these things, and, I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, it kind of like should have been clear at the point where I was headed, but yeah, it was fun. I loved doing that kind of stuff. How did the lessons that you learned through the dark days of 2008 guide you through those very dark days, some might argue darker days, of COVID that allows you to have the gumption to go out and personally make those deliveries and personally put in the effort to do things that were uncomfortable for you? I think that I 
especially last year in 2020, like several times checked myself kind of like, mm. okay, do you really, is this what you want to do? Like your lease is running out. You, you don't even know when you're going to open your door again. Like, is this a sign? Like, should you throw in the towel? Right. And every single time I would think about it, I'm like, heck no. Like, I'm not done with this. Like, right. got to get through this. Didn't see this coming, but I'm not the only one going through this. It actually really helped to talk to other business owners too. Mm. I felt like, yes, yes. Like we're, we're, we're all kind of going through this. This is hard and challenging, but I didn't feel like it was like the end of my story. Mm. And, you know, like I have seen the business kind of go up and down over the years with the different challenges, but there are still victories and there is still such a following for Bella. It's been like a staple in Bakersfield for so long that I almost also feel like I have a responsibility right. for my customers and for the community to be here. And I feel so appreciated and received so much support during that time. I feel like as much as people could give, they did and support and still shop. They didn't want me to go away that there was no way I was going to like throw in the towel or anything. So, and I, and I just feel like it kind of honestly has made me more confident. And like I said earlier, it, it gave me a little more confidence to make a move. I, I just feel like, well, what do I have to lose? You know what I mean? Like I just sure. kind of gave, gave me like a boost of confidence and I really believe everything happens for a reason. And, um, it was definitely hard last year. Like there were tears shed, but, then there would be kind of small victories. I mean, the smallest sell would get me so excited. Just like, I'm, I'm gonna go deliver some earrings like across town, like, yes. You spent more in gas and delivering <laughs> yeah, the gas. but people are shopping, so, <laughs> so be it. Like, sure. I just, you know, and I, I, I'm, a worker like I love working like I, I I'm not like a princess type like I will do anything like I'll work like I that makes me happy that fulfills me I feel complete when I work so nothing's beneath me is what I'm trying to say so that $30 earring sell that I drove across town and gave a 10% discount on like that was <laughs> worth it <laughs> but you bring up something out of all this that is very key and very important when we come back, we're going to talk about the fan base that Heather has created here at Bella and the things that she has done to make that fan base very popular. When we come right back. <laughs> the reason we're here talking with Heather Abbott here at Bella is because of a visioner question that came from a visioner just like you. And they sent us a direct message on LinkedIn. Instagram and Facebook. And not only that, but on Instagram, they're going ahead and liking our posts, they're commenting our posts, they're sharing our posts, and they are saving our posts. And this is very important because this gives us the digital currency we need to reach visioneers like you and get the information we need to help you grow a strong and profitable business. So keep those, go ahead and go ahead and keep liking those posts, go ahead and sharing and commenting and saving those posts on social media so we can help you grow a strong and profitable business. We're here with Heather Abbott, the owner of Bella, and our visioner question comes from Christina who asks, we have a business in a very competitive field. What is the process like for you in coming up with ideas for extras you can give your customers if they become raging fans of your business? I think being a small business, um, my employees and I, 
we know almost everyone's first name that comes in our door uh, and we know what they like. Uh, and so they know if they come here that we are going to get them all dialed in if they want the help. Some people like to just kind of come and do their own thing, which is absolutely fine too. But we definitely set our part ourselves apart by giving that extra one-on-one. -on -one. Mm. Um, and we do take that to the next level. Um, we reward our loyal customers. Uh, we send a birthday card out that has a 25% discount for their birthday month on an item. Um, if they've shopped with us in the last year, uh, we call our customers or text our customers to let them know what's coming in and maybe they can claim their size on something and not miss out. That is brilliant. <laughs> That is, because what you're doing is you're doing authentic engagement. Right, right. And why is this kind of engagement so crucial to having your customers coming back in? Well, if we didn't do that kind of stuff, we would just be like any other store that has maybe the same brand that you could find online. Right. But we are actually kind of adding almost a service um, as well as a product purchase for them. Nice. You know, we know them, we know what they like, we know that they would want this. We maybe probably even know like they have their son's graduation coming up or their daughter's wedding. And we know those personal things, uh, which is a really cool part about what I do. I love that about what I do is having a, a business in a small town. Um, we are able to make those connections right. and, and keep, keep it small, but um, keep it very concentrated and keep them happy by looking out for them. They appreciate that and they want to shop with us and they want us to be there for them. We see customers go through their lives and their different events in their lives, you know, from having their, their daughter to needing, she needs a graduation dress from high school. And it's, it's kind of a really fun and personal part of what I do, what we do. And as a side note, while we were setting up for this conversation today, we had that very thing <laughs> just happen. An entire bridal party had come in and they were talking about all the stuff that they were gonna buy to wear after the wedding. Exactly, see, you saw it firsthand. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a camera. <clears throat> this that you've developed here, this, this keeping in touch with your customers, this is not intuitive to a lot of people. As a business owner, you're a good business owner like yourself, who has had a lot of success, this is a part of a journey of constantly discovering, constantly working on yourself. How, what, what is it that you do to help constantly improve yourself, keep on top of things, and become a business owner, wife, mother, etc.? Yeah, it's definitely a battle to always kind of keep up to date on everything and balance a lot because I do have that family life and then I have my work life. And I love that about what I do, that it kind of all, you know, can blend together. I mean, some of my, my son's mo friend's moms are my customers, so I can see them at drop-off and be like, hey, we got a red dress and I know you were looking for a red dress. <laughs> it's kind of a beautiful thing about a small business in a, you know, a town like Bakersfield. Right. Um, but I, I mean, I'm always seeking advice from you know, experts in different fields. And there are certain parts of my business that I rely on experts and maybe delegate. For example, I have an, a bookkeeper accountant that helps me with that side of things that sure. I'm not as strong. It's a good, you know, use of my money each month to have her handle that for me. Sure. And it frees me up to do the things that I'm better at. And it allows me to spend more time growing. Um, I also attend trade shows, you know, probably about five times a year and do the buying for the store. I utilize my my reps for the different lines, um, expertise in 
expertise in fashion. Part of this too is that when you go and you're looking at the fashions, is it, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it is kind of a trickle down effect. And how have you paid attention to what the big fashions are doing and how are you utilizing that information to improve your business? It's definitely a trickle down effect because mm. how it works kind of in the fashion world is you have the top designers that um, you know have their runway shows and during fashion week and they kind of set the tone for the trends for an upcoming season. But then you have to take that really extreme trend and then the designers kind of break it down into maybe a more sellable, um, well across the board uh, appreciated style, say. Right. And then the buyers, me, have to decide, you know, in what form can I represent this trend in my store? What will my customers like? What will my customers buy? who did it best for my customers? What price, at what price would they buy it at? Right. And so that is where I kind of rely on my experience. And, you know, it's, it's somewhat calculated, but a lot of it is honestly just up here and down in the gut. Like, it's just <laughs> kind of like, I remember like that didn't sell or that did sell or, right. you know, um, Jan would love this or Brittany would like that style. Right. Literally when I'm doing the buying, I think of specific customers right. and who would buy what with certain items. And you hope it all works out in the sure, end. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> what fashion designers do you follow? I love Gucci, Valentino, um, Prada. The Italians? Yeah, a lot of the Italians. Sure. I am Italian. <laughs> um, I also, like a little more like modern day twist on things. Um, following some of the Instagram influencers is, is great to kind of give inspiration on, you know, what are people like interested in right now? What, right. who are they following and how are they styling things? And, and I mean, I also look to, um, sometimes get inspiration for my Instagram feed, like, uh, you know, get inspiration from other larger brands and stores and, Oh, I like how they did that. Or sure. like maybe a brand I carry, has an outfit on a model that I have in my store. And so right. I maybe use um, some of their photographs as well mixed in with my own. And it's just, it's it's kind of inspiring for me and it, and it helps me to decide what's actually gonna be in the store at the end of the day. <laughs> Nobody has ever accused you of being Eeyore. <laughs> that is true, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> What does the future look like for not just you and your business, but for small business owners in general? I truly believe the future is bright. I think it, it definitely depends on the person in the business. I think if you have like a burning passion and you're willing to work hard, I mean, I really believe that you can do anything and, and it's, it's easier if if you have that in you, like I just, th for me, this is like what I love to do. And like just coming here and like being at the store and helping the customers and being able to like do things with outfits is sure. like, this is just a dream. This is playtime. This is playtime. I mean, there's the whole back end side of the business. That's like the bills and the not so fun part of things, but you know, it's all part of it. I do. I have been called a mathlete in my days. Okay. So I have this creative side of me that's kind of more the fashion-y 
side, right. but I do like, I really like numbers. So I feel like that helps me like on, with those like back end, like I have a spreadsheet with all my, you know, orders and everything. And like that kind of fuels me too. Sure. So I have that side of me as well. So this, like, it really couldn't be like a more perfect, like concentrated thing. And I love social as you could probably tell. So I love like, be, you know, talking to people and like, being around people and like talking to my staff here, like we just have fun. Like, and we are just so excited to share all these things with people, all these cute outfits. <laughs> if visioneers want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? You can come see us at the store. We're at Town and Country Village, 8200 Stockdale Highway, Suite D6. Our website's shopatbella.com. And then Instagram, we keep very updated and Facebook as well. It's shop.at.bella. You can email me if you want. Heather at shop at Bella. Dot com. Dot com. <laughs> Very good. Well, Heather, this has been a privilege. Thank you for joining us here on Small Business Celebration. Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun chatting with you. And I'll be right back with my final thought. Hi, I'm John Busby with Team Busby. And over the years, many people have asked me, what price ranges do you sell? As you can see at Team Busby, we sell all price ranges, 80,000 to 2 million. It's a seller's market. If you're thinking remotely of selling your home, now's the time to sell it. There's buyers that are on the fence, some of them not even thinking about selling. When I show them the values of today's market, they say, oh my gosh, I should put on the market now. When you call my team, Team Busby, you get a voice, not a voicemail. 410-SELL, 410-7355. I want to thank Heather for being such a great sport. She did not have to do that bit on showing us how she shows off a blouse on Instagram. But I don't know about you, I got a tremendous amount of value for it. And the way she did it, well, yeah, that's got some ideas brewing in these little gray cells for things that I present on Instagram as well. And it got me to thinking something else that she talked about during our conversation because she also controls the information that comes into her mind, what she learns, how she learns it, and most importantly, how she implements it. I was also reminded of a conversation I had several years ago with a couple friends of mine who live up in Tehachapi and they have a whole bunch of different chickens. And, and I was having breakfast one morning with them and I asked them, why do you have your own chickens? Because I can go down to the grocery store and I can get all the same eggs. They're all white, they're all the same size, they all taste the same. And for some applications, that's a good thing. If you're making a cake, if everything is consistent, you can have more fun with the frosting and all kinds of other things about it. But when you want to have eggs for breakfast, you want something extraordinary and what you feed a chicken is in direct proportion of the type of egg it produces so this is also true with Heather this is something that I recognize and we talked about is that what she feeds her mind what she learns from what she implements also directly affects how she operates and how that has made her business successful. I hope you got a lot of value out of today's conversation with Heather Abbott of Bella. I know I did. And I hope you learned something that you can use to grow a strong and profitable business. And we'll see you next week. 
thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.